Hello and welcome back to the Happy Smiling People podcast. In today's episode, I speak to law student and fitness influencer Madison Page. Paige is halfway through her law degree, she's building her fitness social media and she's figuring out her plan for life. In this episode, we discuss the overwhelming feeling of finding your way in your 20s, the importance of being aware of who you spend your time with, why not playing music in the car enables you so much more creative space, and why we shouldn't beat ourselves up for having seasonal depression, and much more. Thanks for listening and do subscribe to keep up to date with new releases. Paige, hi, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you. So my first question for you today is, what does wellness mean to you? Um, I would say that wellness means to me a lifestyle, a way of approaching our overall well-being. I kind of like to coin it as an like an umbrella term, I'll say. And then underneath wellness, I like to encompass my fitness, my mental health, my gut health, my hormone health, and all those kind of different alleyways. You can totally go down a rabbit hole with everything that I believe is encompassed under wellness. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because you think wellness might be like fitness or whatever that might be, but it's such an umbrella, just as you say, that it's overwhelming, I guess, when people think of it. But you can break it down into quite like applicable elements as well. Totally. It's funny, reflecting on my undergrad, um, I had to take like so many random elective courses. And I remember one of them was about like the social determinants of health. And so we really dove into that. And I think I've decided that that is like the most useful course I took in my undergrad because it taught me and really shaped my definition of wellness. Instead, because prior to, especially growing up as an athlete, like I would coin all of that stuff really based around fitness. Like I didn't really take into consideration all the other elements of our wellness and health. So I don't know. That's a really cool reflection I have because it's definitely so multifaceted and such a large term that involves so many aspects of our existence, really. I love that you're able to say like part of my undergrad is like so useful for your life because that's actually quite a rare thing to be able to reflect on university and be like, yeah, I actually use that and I remember that. So I love that. You mentioned that like growing up as an athlete. So can you talk me through like your background into fitness and sport? Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up as I was in kind of dance for the majority of my childhood and then Come middle school time, my close friends at the time, they all joined a soccer team and they were having sleepovers every weekend so they could commute together to the games. And I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds so fun. I want to be a part of this. So I essentially just signed up for soccer. I think I was about 12 or 13 and I just fell in love with it. I am such like a high energy adrenaline junkie and soccer just really fueled that for me. Whereas dance I mean you can imagine it's way more like slow tempoed and like holding poses and graceful and whatever and um yeah I don't know looking back it's like it makes sense that soccer was like such a light bulb moment for me so from there I really just started pouring into it because I loved it so much and eventually I ended up hanging up the dancing shoes ballet shoes and just pursuing soccer because of how much joy that it brought me and ballet and dance you hear quite a lot of like horror stories about dancing about the kind of atmosphere the eating element it's a lot about like how you look what you weigh was that a factor in your story with that sport um I will say not overly like there definitely is naturally components of that stuff like even for you know placing when we're when the teacher or instructor is choreographing a dance um I'm I'm five like what am I five three and a half I like to say five four so I'm shorter but when I was younger I was I was tall like I I think I stopped growing in like grade six or seven so when I was younger I was very tall so I was always in the back and just for balancing purposes like the small cute little girls who were super flexible and talented you know you there was a large emphasis on them and all the choreography choreography that's such a tricky word it gets me every time but um so I felt I think I personally felt it that way where it was just like 
wishing I was someone else. Like I just wanted to be small and I wanted to be in the middle. And like, I also found I wasn't naturally flexible. So that also was something that I don't know, I found I poured a lot into, but it just didn't come naturally to me. Um, and I feel dance is like, let me say, I have so much respect for dance. Like watching dance is one of my favorite things to do. Like it gives me goosebumps every single time. I love it so much. And I kind of wish like, I don't know, I do wonder if I stuck with it, like how that would look, because I think it's so neat and so beautiful. But for me personally, and just the path I'm on in this lifetime, it's wasn't for me. Um, and I think there kind of was a few mental negative side effects. But overall, the studio I was at was very positive And it overall was a good experience, I would say. And then you got into soccer, as you said, and then now you're very much into like fitness and gym and track running is is that right as well so like was was there a development just like slowly with that or like a light bulb change so essentially when i so i played soccer in university so that was quite intense at quite a competitive level and our off-season training involved um different track workouts just for different conditioning exercises to help us um, prepare best for preseason. And then when I graduated and I no longer was playing soccer, it was like such a naked feeling in the way that there was like this massive void all of a sudden in my life. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like I was pouring hours into soccer every single week and everything I did was based around soccer. Like even something as simple as going snowboarding over winter break, my coach would always be like, be careful out there. Like we can't have any injuries and you know what I mean? So everything I did was around soccer. So then when I didn't have that anymore, it was just such a strange feeling. So essentially when I finished playing soccer, there all of a sudden was that void. So I was just kind of searching almost at first to replace that feeling. So I was sticking to the same gym workouts I had when I played soccer and I joined like extracurricular soccer teams and I kind of went about it that way in the sense of instead of, I don't know, closing that chapter, I kind of just tried to replace it and keep it going. But then I eventually learned that that wasn't that wasn't going to work. So then I decided to focus strictly on lifting for a while, because when I was playing soccer, that was something I always looked forward to. What being able basically to have like a push, a quad day, a pull day, a glute day, because with soccer, it was just so full body functional based. So then I tried that for a while. And then I found that just lifting also didn't like set my soul on fire, so to speak. And then I remembered the track workouts from preseason training. So I'm like, how can I incorporate this into a more sustainable approach? Um, But it's still high intensity and something I enjoy. So I created a workout split involving hit circuits on the track. So there was like a combination of running and like full body movements with lifting a couple days a week. And it just like clicked. It was perfect. So I really have enjoyed like training on the track, but more so for the evolution of my fitness journey, not necessarily to fill the void of the last chapter I was in. And so far, so good. Like, I'm really enjoying it. Now that there's snow in Canada, I can't work out on the track anymore. So my fitness journey, as ours all do, is evolved again into more of a gym-based chapter, which I'm looking forward to as well. It's fun to change it up. And um, I definitely feel like I'm in a good spot with where I was with soccer, but accepting where I am now. And I'm happy here where where my feet are this time, which is good. It's super interesting, isn't it? How sport, it does take a lot of your time, especially if you're doing it quite seriously, but it is also your identity. Do you know, it's your friends, it's who you hang out with, it's who you spend all your time with. It's what you, yeah, you spend your free time, your money, totally. your social scene. So when you take that away, it's not like, okay, I'm not going to do that sport anymore. It's suddenly like, who am I friends with? What am I doing with my time? I have more energy. What am I going to put this into? And also, even it's like little things like you're having a conversation with someone. You you don't talk about it because you don't do it anymore. So it's a huge part of your life that you do actually have to redefine. Wow, yeah. It's funny you say that because... 
I, that was a common conversation I had is when people, you know, you're introducing yourself to someone and, you know, it's like, oh, what do you do? It was always, oh, I play soccer at UVic. And then, you know, and it's just like, that was always my go-to and it just was, it, it was my identity completely. So yeah, it's interesting you say that because I just, I resonate with that so much. And it honestly took so much more for me than I thought it would to adjust and like, I don't know, welcome in the next chapter instead of just trying to drag out the old chapter. It's so true. And I think also when we are in our early 20s and we've done university and then we graduate and I graduated in 2020, so it was COVID. I imagine that you were like around the same time. So suddenly you're not only graduating, but you're isolated from your classmates. You have to be an adult, but you're not really treated as an adult because you don't have any experience in anything because you just got a degree. But it's like, who are you? What is this new identity that you've got to navigate in your 20s when you don't know who you are, who your friends are, what you want to do? And you've got to figure it all out like immediately. Yeah. Wow. I I feel like this is literally like, this is me right now. <laughs> like I'm evolving every day, but I feel that so deeply. I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's also, I mean, sport or not, I feel as a 20 something, it's just inevitable. It's part of this, I guess, age stage of life. And it's hard. Like I... I honestly don't think I, I don't know if prepared is the right word, but I didn't expect it to be that hard. I really, I don't know. Every single day I'm like, holy, what, what is happening? Who am I? What is my purpose? What do I do next? And like you said, it's so interesting because we are adults. So all of a sudden you have all this freedom to essentially do whatever you want, but you're like, where, what? do I do? So in a way, sometimes I'm paranoid that all the options will just make me stand still and not do anything. And then you don't want to be like, why was I doing nothing for so long? It's like, you know what I mean? It's such a rabbit hole. I think, you know, when you see there's like a reel that went about a few months ago and it's that like 10% that you want to live like so many different lives. You want to be like corporate girly, like living on a farm, like off the grid. You want to be traveling the world. You want to like set up your own business as an entrepreneur. You want to be an artist in Italy or something. Do you know? And it's like, it's so true because how do you figure that out in your twenties without literally feeling so overwhelmed that you end up doing nothing and you have to pick a path and stick to it because you can't just be a corporate girly and create that career in like a year and then move on to something else. So it's really hard to stick it out. Oh, totally. And I feel that... I mean, it's quite obvious, I think, that I'm definitely going through that in my life right now through my social media because I am over halfway done my law degree. I have started pursuing social media. And for me, I'm enjoying the social media so much. But it's an interesting space because you essentially are pouring yourself into, like, you're putting yourself out there, sorry, and kind of waiting to land on the right people's page. I have such, I, we, all of us in the industry, we almost have such a lack of control in a way because you can show up, you can post, you can edit, you can do all your things. But then from there, it's just, you got to put your hands in the air and just let it do its thing. But where I've been struggling is I'm such a planner. Like I love a plan, Mm -hmm. but you can't plan for it. And I think It's really been a good teaching moment, I actually think, for me, because being able to let go of control and just let things pan out how they're supposed to is such an important skill because forcing things and all that kind of stuff, it's it's not good. And I truly believe if I reflect back on my life and other situations I've been in where I just had to put my hands up and be like, you know what, whatever's meant for me is going to be meant for me. I trust it's all working out for me. It's always worked out in a way that is better and in a way that I literally could never even put together in my own head. So there's so much peace in that. And I feel in my, like where I'm at right now, I really have to be reminding myself of that often because I'm sitting in a position where I I don't know if I want to pursue a corporate traditional legal 
career. Whereas before, oh my gosh, like, are you kidding me? Like that would make the, my arm hairs stick up. It made me so excited. Like if my past self could see me now, like halfway through my degree, like I'm doing it and all the things she would be like, oh my, like you're doing the thing. Like, I'm so proud of you. But now that I'm here and I'm having this change of, not change of heart, but like almost like this curiosity towards a new path. It's like, whoa, what is happening? I know it's a whole new then, a whole new like system of goals and a whole new path that you could be on. And also when you've committed to a degree and you've said, I'm going to do this, and this is the dream that you've wanted to do. So for your instance, you want a career as a lawyer. So then it's like, where, where does it come in where this is what I intrinsically want to do? And then what effect does like the social media have on it? Friendships, parents, society as a whole. And who are you doing it for as well? Like, I think that's when you break it down. It's like, if I can tell anybody what I'm doing, where I'm living, what I do for work, would I still do it? Right. That's so, it's so interesting. I I think like for me, something that's really helped me kind of get clear um, is I'm very, this actually started in soccer, but I I love meditation. I love mindfulness and journaling. Like, I have a very busy brain and it got to a point that all, all the thinking had to go somewhere. And for me, yeah, journaling, all that kind of stuff. It's such a great way for me to organize my thoughts, sift through them, and then just create more space in my head. And when I started doing that, I found I actually, I was able to establish a more like trusting relationship with myself. So I kind of got to know myself on levels I didn't know myself before And now whenever I make these decisions, I honestly do it off my gut feelings, my intuition, which sounds so like guru and like loose cannon like, but it's never steered me wrong ever. And when I don't know what to do, I don't do anything at all. And I just, I think on it, I meditate on it. And eventually I, I just come to a decision and I, I just, I go with it. And then we just see what happens because at least then if something goes sideways or something like that, at least I know it wasn't impulsive. It was well thought out. It was a genuine thought. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I think like building that trust with yourself really helps instead of looking outwards and, you know, relying on society, relying on your parents, on your friends, on what your friends are doing. Because if that was the case, I don't think I ever would have started posting on social media. I remember my the guy I was dating at the time, I'm not with him anymore, but when I started posting on social media, he said to me, he's like, are, you know, like a lot of people could see that. Like, are you sure you want to post that? And I was like, hell yeah, I do. And he was like, okay, like, yeah. As in like, he would never do that, which that's fine. It's not for everybody. But that's just such a perfect example where it's like, just because he was saying that, I mean, at the time, like you're the person I was dating and saying that to me, I, I'm just so happy and proud that I had that, I don't know, trust in myself to just do it anyways. You and I mean, thank goodness, because I'm not with him anymore anyways. So that worked out. <laughs> so true. And <laughs> when you like changed, so you were soccer, 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 and then you were like, I'm going to do law. And now you're doing social media and law. And then you're trying to figure that out. How alongside like the whole friendships in your 20s thing, which is a total minefield, how has that dynamic played out? And what is your view on like female friendships in your 20s? Because it's a bit of a hot topic and I'm interested to know what you think about it. Oh, yeah, it's a hot topic. Sure is. Um, I think, what do I think? I think, so going back to trusting yourself, I think that is just such an important thing to do. And I'm so happy that I've been able to grow that relationship with myself because I think it's helped me in these situations Female friendships, as beautiful as they can be, like, mind you, I have a core group of friends that we've been friends for, like, since we were, like, middle school, like, very long times. And we've all gone off to different places to study and all the types of things, and we still always come back, and the five of us are just, like, peas in a pod. And I'm very, very grateful for that because I think it's helped show me, you know, what 
beautiful female friendships can be because there are so there are unfortunately some that aren't as positive um so for me little things is I just I ask myself like how I feel after I hang out with a friend in a new friendship or not even new like sometimes people just evolve and change and then you grow apart so just keeping in tune with how I feel after I hang out or spend time or converse with people instead of always, cause I feel like as humans, we're always like, oh my gosh, like, I hope she liked me. Like, I, I hope she thought I was cool. I hope she like, didn't think that was stupid, what I said or whatever. And I mean, like who, who kind of like, who cares? Like trust yourself that you're a good person. You said the things that you said, you said, because like with good intent, you, you know what I mean? Like trust yourself and who you are and how you showed up and then take inventory and be like, but how, how did that make me feel? Did I feel judged? Did I feel like what I was doing was stupid or whatever, whatever, whatever. There's a concept of friendship and it's like, are they a treadmill friend or a sofa friend? So it's like, after you hang out with them, do you just want to go and like run 10 miles on the treadmill? Cause you're so energized and like, yeah, let's go and get conquer the world. This is amazing. Or are you just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I just need to like sit down. And it's a bit of a savage concept, but I actually think it's so true because you do know the sort of people who it's like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Like, you know what? I actually can do this in life. And they build you up. And then there's other people who just like have these conversations that are quite depressing or negative and obviously different friendships go through different phases so I'm talking wholesale here totally but yeah it's a really interesting concept to actually look back and think oh right how does that actually make me feel do I actually want to be investing in that person because it's like the five people who we hang out with we literally become a combination of those five people which when you put it like that it's like yeah yes I that is something that um I remind myself of often and I find somewhere I've kind of been pondering in the whole female friendship department is like the path I'm pursuing right now is very unique I haven't really you know like I would love like you know a mentor or someone and there are amazing women to look up to but I mean, I feel this is actually the case for a lot of us. There's no one that is in my exact shoe, like set of shoes. You know what I mean? So for different goals I have, I can look to different people. But really, it's like a you versus you journey. And for a while, I had the whole like conversation where it's like my so if we go to that core group of friends I have, we are all like doing amazing things, but in such different departments. Like we're all on such different paths. And so my definition of success varies from all four of their definitions of success. And so for me, it was, I was thinking like, because you're like the five people you spend the most time with, it's like, how do you, like, how do you kind of categorize that? Because we have different goals or, you know, we're at different spots in life or we want different things. But I think it actually comes down to, like a key quality I look for in a friend is if they're able to like literally put their self in your shoes. I'm using a lot of metaphors, but I just, (laughs) if they're able to put themselves, sorry, in your shoes and vice versa, can I like take my page hat off and put one of my friend's hats on and be like, okay, from their perspective, this is what they're feeling. This is what they're doing, whether we're talking about whatever successes they're experiencing, troubles they're experiencing, whether it's finances, family, whatever it is, right? And I think that is like the key to a successful female friendship is taking that comparison away, taking away, you know, well, I'm a, I'm doing this and I'm doing this and she's doing this, you know? It's like, no, what is that person feeling relative to their life? Because at the end of the day, in terms of like feelings and struggles and even successes, like we all feel the same feelings. They're all just relative to our life, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the comparison part. So, yeah. Savage, yeah. Oh, the comparison, like that is in female friendships that I've had that haven't, that I've kind of had to walk away from, the comparison and the jealousy and the envy, like those 
terms are just so toxic. And I mean, at the end of the day, like we're all human. And I think to feel jealous is actually like a, it's a human feeling. It's how you deal with it though. And I think also it's like not acting on it, like acting in spite of it, if that makes sense. Because I don't know, I feel like if you were in a room with thousands of people and you're like, put your hand up if you've ever felt jealous, I'm sure everyone would put their hand up if we're being honest, right? No one's proud of it because everyone talks about how jealousy is so ugly, which like, if you act on it, absolutely, it's hideous. But if you take inventory and you're like, oh, wow, like, I, you know, curiosity, approaching things with curiosity, I, I would really like to have what she has. Yeah, you, you get motivated yeah. to pursue it if you channel totally. it right. <laughs> If you channel it right, which it is a skill too. Like all of this human emotion regulating, like holy, it's a lot of work. And it's mm-hmm. a skill. The self-awareness. Yeah, totally. Aspect. And that's the thing. If if you're self-aware, if you can call yourself out on anything, you already have the most important tool. I've always I've always believed that. Because that's it's hard to do to call yourself out and be like, you know what, Paige, you like you're really jealous of that girl and you kind of let it ruin your day and now you're being unpleasant to the people around you. It's like, oh, geez, okay, I need to like check in with myself because that's not cool. And also like if something has bothered you, actually stepping back and being like, okay, why? Like I'm bothered by this, but like why? Do I want that thing? Or is it how that thing happened to happen? Or where is it come from? What root is it coming from? And actually just like taking a step back and like reverse engineering it and thinking, okay, well, actually it's not an issue. It's not something I actually want. Or, hey, let's channel that into motivation and put steps in place so then I can get to that point. Totally. I I love reading self-development books. I That's like one of my guilty pleasures I love. And that's actually, you're reminding me of um, something I read on jealousy once. And exactly, you're feeling jealous jealous essentially because it's mirroring something that you want and i think such a beautiful little idea is that if some if you can imagine something that most definitely means that it's possible for you like you can imagine it it's your desire because it's meant for you and that has been like key to my development because there you know, you hear things like, oh, well, in social media, for example, the industry is so saturated. And, you know, there's already so many COVID was the main boat for people to blow up, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, that's not true. There's always enough room for everyone. It's just a matter of you, like me versus me or you versus you. It's like, are you willing to, you know, tap into yourself, be super honest with yourself, take, you know, aligned action to achieve what it is that you want to achieve and absolutely you can do it yeah for sure and going back to the people who you spend your time with and they say it's the five people who you spend your time with and then you mentioned about like the self-development bit and I do love a self-development podcast or like an intellectual podcast I think that they're so interesting to listen to and they just really open up your mind into conversations and theories and also mindsets that you haven't even tapped into before And if you're in this space where you're like, I'm not really, I don't have a role model, like my friends are all at different points in my life. What is really cool is you can say, like, find a podcast that you really align with. Like, there's so many great ones out there and you can listen to it. And that can effectively become one of your five people, like the host of that podcast who you really align with, because they don't have to speak to you or know that you exist. But if you listen to them enough, you're going to absorb the benefits of what they're saying and effectively change yourself and get impacted by that as though they were your friend. Right. No, I, that's funny you say that because that's totally where I was going with that whole tangent, but I never actually got there. Um, but yes, exactly. I, um, was going to say, you know, having my, I mean, I don't see that core group of friends. We don't see each other like overly often. So I wouldn't say they take up all my five people, but they're kind of one category. And then yes, like I have YouTubers that I watch that like religiously just because I'm like, you're amazing. I love what you've done. I love what you stand for. I feel like I know you. And then I have podcasts also and then books. Like 
there are so many resources and you're so right. Like it doesn't have to be a person. And I mean, how, how lucky is that? You have full control over those five things that you're consuming. Even if, you know, your colleagues are, you know, people you don't want to be, you know, necessarily absorbing everything that they're saying or their energy or family members or whatever it is, right? Just normal life stuff. It's so cool that you really can, you can choose. You can tailor it however you want. Exactly. It's amazing because you've got this freedom of literally everybody in the world who puts anything online, you can access. So you can be like, what if your five people can live on the other side of the world and you just tap into their content that they put out daily, like their YouTube, their podcasts, their reels, their books. It's amazing. But just being aware of it, because if you're just scrolling on TikTok, watching dance videos, then that could be one of your five people. And that's not very beneficial if you're actually wanting to develop yourself. And if you're feeling lost in life, then maybe putting a bit more thought into trying to find someone who you just it doesn't need to be someone who's like killing it life. It just needs to be someone who you kind of feel like you identify with. Totally. Yeah. And just makes you feel seen, heard, inspired, whatever it is that you're kind of looking for in that moment to help propel you to your next level, whatever that, whatever that is. Exactly. I love how we've ended up getting into all of this. I was going to ask you about fitness, but that's what we love about these conversations is they just kind of go wherever. <laughs> yeah, I could talk about this stuff forever. And I, I feel like I haven't really showcased it as much on social media, but like mindset, self-development, I like I probably spend majority of my downtime doing all of that stuff because I like I just I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, exactly. There's a lady who I followed on Instagram the other week. Um, and I've been aware of her, but I hadn't really consumed her content. She's Layla Hormozy. I'm not sure if you've heard of her. Okay. So Alex Hormozy, who's like, he's very big on Instagram. It's his wife. And like everything she posts, I'm just like, that's so obvious. But like, thank you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the it's reminder, like, I need yes. it. Yes. <laughs> it's like, okay, so failure and success are the same road, but failure is just closer, you know? So if you keep going, you're yeah. going to succeed. Do you know what I'm like? Well, that makes sense. But it's just these like affirmations. Yes. That's the thing when you, isn't it the best when you open up, you know, your social media, your Instagram and first thing on your feed, it's like, whatever, one of those little mantras. And you're just like, oh, thank you. I needed that today. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. It's so true. So curate your feed into people who make you feel good is another very important yes, thing. To like be very selective with those five main sources that you're consuming, whether it's people, whether it's social media, whether it's podcast books, whatever, but just be selective. Cause like our brains are just, they absorb stuff so easily. Yeah. And also biologically, our brains were not designed for social media. I find it really interesting. I was actually having this conversation uh, today and it was, it was like our world has developed so much. So we have literally like all the technology, like all the job opportunities, like we can travel anywhere in the world. But biologically, we actually haven't changed that much. So our brain gets overwhelmed by dopamine. And that means that our receptors aren't as sensitive. So we can't engage in conversations as easily. Our attention span is what hugely limited. Do you know, even if we're like having something that is a bit longer to come, because we're so used to like instant gratification, like it's changed all of that. We can't get to sleep as easily. We can't wake up as easily because we're not getting enough sleep. Like we used to go to sleep when it got dark and wake up when it got light. And in the winter, we just slept for longer. But biologically, we've not changed that much. Yet we beat ourselves up because we don't seem to be able to cope with the fast paced social media world that we weren't actually made for. Wow, yeah, that's so true. I love like, I feel like I'm cracking the code when I learn these things because it just, it helps it helps me give myself grace. You know, like you even hear the term like seasonal depression because it's dark for so long of the day. And it's like, no, that's not just an excuse. It's like, it's a thing. Like yeah. give yourself grace right now. Like I, yeah, I love debunking things and understanding yourself on a deeper level. It just, it makes it for a much like easier, smooth ride, I find. So having your presence on social media, 
while being aware of how overwhelming it can be, especially when you're trying to figure out your path in life, how do you have the balance of being present and creating a community for people to engage with while also protecting yourself and your mental space? I don't actually consume a lot of social media. That's kind of the boundary that I draw is I don't spend time really scrolling um, just because I find I can't. Like my brain is packed between everything I'm doing and I also find I don't know I when I'm in that like kind of exhausted mental state say like at the end of the day I've just had big work day whatever the last thing I want to do is like accidentally send myself down a spiral of comparison or something and not to say because I have a weak mindset or something like that more so to say because I'm human and I'm tired and that could inevitably just happen if you know, like, oh, that's such a good video. Like I should have posted that. And now I don't want to post it because I don't want to like copy her. But okay, think of a way to be inspired by this and put my own twist on it. Then all of a sudden I'm like working and I'm not actually resting and rejuvenating myself. So I spend a lot of my downtime. Like I said, like I make effort to spend time in silence with myself. I That sounds like so weird, but like Honestly, even just like when I drive in the car also, I don't play music. Like usually like 90% of the time there's no music. There's I no podcast. I have fresh air. I and people think it's weird. Really? Yeah. People think it's so weird. And I'm like, no. I'm like, I need to just like sit here and be present. And I don't even have my phone on my body. The phone is like over there. Like all I'm focusing on is driving and just like, being with myself, taking inventory, taking a deep intentional breath, probably for the first time of the day. So I think for me, balancing, I don't know, balancing everything and protecting my own mental space is just putting those little efforts in to spend quality time with myself. And they really help. Like I find like a 20 minute drive in silence, it will recharge me for the rest of the day. Yeah. Like it really so doesn't what, take much. I think it's really important to then like get out. So I've got a dog. I've got a little spaniel. So she needs quite a lot of walks. So I'm walking like three times a day. And I think that when people go out for their walk and they have their like podcast in, I think there's definitely a space for music and podcast because they're super inspiring and that they do like inspire you to be oh, creative absolutely. and also help you learn. But when you almost like yeah. congest yourself so much, it's like saturation. You don't have any time to think. If people never turn their phones off, like they're constantly gonna be stimulated by like messages, WhatsApps, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, do you know? And it's, it's so overwhelming that you don't have that creativity. And as you are a creative person and someone who is creating content, if you don't have that time out and have that car journey where you're just sitting there, I bet you've had so many ideas in your car when you're not actually like bombarded by your screen in front of you. Totally. And, you know, I found like what kind of drove me to doing the silent car rides was when I was trying, because I would be on my phone and then it'd be time for bed. So I'd put my phone on the nightstand and try and go to sleep. My brain is so stimulated, but then give it like 20 minutes. So what is this taking me like an hour to fall asleep? Give yeah. me like 20 minutes to chill. But then the creativity just starts flowing because now it's just me and my thoughts in silence and I'm getting all these creative ideas. And so I'm like up, like writing them all down on paper. But then all of a sudden it's like two in the morning and I have to be up at like 5.30. And I'm like, this isn't working. I need, but I need those creative ideas. Like I can't just stop that from happening. Cause like you said, it's my job right now. And it's also a massive passion of mine to create the content I'm trying to create. So giving myself the time in the car is like also a space where the creative ideas are flowing and it's in the middle of the day. So once that seed kind of, I don't know, blooms, it will keep going throughout the day. So then there's more creativity just naturally flowing, which really, really helps. Exactly. And it just roots you a bit as well, because you actually figure out kind of who you are and what your own ideas are and what your, your goals are. And you can write a plan to get to those goals and you can come up with ideas as well or just like thoughts i love having thoughts because ideas yeah. are quite 
if you're like, I've got an idea, it has, like, I feel like you need to have, like, a game plan and everything. But I'm just, like, I've had a thought. And I could be, like, saying anything. But it's so freeing to give yourself that time yeah. to actually process things. Absolutely. And then when I listen to podcasts and stuff, I normally have it stack those. So if I'm doing, like, laundry, if I'm doing dishes, like, chores is a very common one where I will have a podcast going or a YouTube video going just so then I'm still allowing myself to consume that content because that's content I genuinely want to consume. But then I also get that time to just chill and be with myself. But also, if you're only having that time in a certain moment, so say you're like, okay, I have an hour's worth of chores to do in the house, you are intentionally picking what you want to consume in that time. You're not just going from one thing to another and then Mm. getting into that doom scrolling on YouTube or whatever it may be. Oh, I love these conversations. Yeah, me too. So then going into your fitness journey as well, how has that developed since getting more into the gym and balancing doing like being in law school, having a social life, social media, working out, having your sanity? How do you do it? Yeah, I know. It's honestly, it's a lot. And I'm going to be super transparent. Like, it's not easy. And um, it comes with like, you know, I have to really ground myself a lot to keep going sometimes, especially at peak points in the semester. So for example, I like the next few weeks here before Christmas break, very busy. And so it's just kind of mentally preparing myself for what's coming and just knowing that it's going to be a lot. But in terms of the gym and working out, um, it's just it's my outlet and it always has been. I feel 10 times better every single day that I work out versus the days that I don't. And I mean, obviously, keeping in mind when rest is necessary and taking care of your body is necessary. But I I study online. I work online. I really have no excuse to leave the house, really. So the gym is like my me time. I I purposely have picked a gym in town that is about 20, 30 minutes away. So I get that drive time and because it's my one reason to leave the house every single day. So yeah, I just, I enjoy it. I look forward to it, moving my body instead of just sitting still. Um, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's physical, obviously fitness is physical, but it's so mental for me too, that it's just a, it's a non-negotiable every day. And sometimes honestly, um, if you seen on Instagram, I like started doing spin classes in July. And this is also such a great outlet for me too, because if I'm feeling like, cause usually I work out in the morning. So then come like midday, if I'm like so restless and I'm like, I need to get out, I can last minute if there's room, hopefully sign up for a spin class, drive five minutes down the road and go work out again. And that's not me promoting two workouts a day. Like, you don't need that. But for me, it's so mental. Like, it's like my mind needs that escape. And so maybe I go there and I like, you know, I'm like riding the bike like a maniac. Or maybe I'm going there and I'm kind of just chilling. But I'm still, I'm in a community. I get to go to spin and see the same people. I get to talk to people, which being inside by myself all day is very important. And then I get to listen to music. I get to sweat a little bit. It's like, I don't know, filling my cup in so many ways that isn't being filled when I'm at home doing my work. But at the same time, I love what I do so much. Like, I love this path that I'm on. I love how unconventional and crazy it is. It's one of my favorite things about it because I think it's just so me. And the more I've gotten to know myself, as I said, like establishing a trusting relationship with yourself, like I'm a high energy chaotic person in like the best way kind of thing. I'm also very type A and organized on the other side. But um, the fact that I'm doing this, both of these paths is just so on brand. It's so on brand. And I think, I don't know, not to say, I think being a lawyer is a phenomenal job, right? Like I'm not saying it's not in any way. I think we all are on our own paths, right? And we all have our own definition of success. And for me, If I'm able to utilize the skills from my law degree and create something of my own from social media and combine the two, that like 
that is, that will make a lot of sense. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's where I'm headed on this path, but at this point in time, I could kind of see it leading to something like that. And that's what I'm like, that, that would make a lot of sense. So I'm kind of just like fueled by the enjoyment, by the passion, by the community, like connecting with people online. And then also the curiosity of how far I can take this, how resilient and strong can I be and how my dad always says he reminds all of us like dare to be great dare to be great so I'm like how hard can I or I don't know if hard's the right word but how much can I dare myself to be great exactly and you're not going to regret that are you you're going to be like oh I wish I didn't try so hard or I wish I didn't try all of those different opportunities totally well and like I said prior uh, before like curiosity I am so curious. It's like not a matter of if I can do it, like if I can be a lawyer or if I can pursue social media or whatever, if I can be an entrepreneur, whatever it is, wherever I'm headed, it's more like I'm so curious why I feel drawn to complete my law degree and pursue this social media path. Like I just, I want to know where this goes because it's, I don't know, it's crazy. It's hard, but it's so rewarding. So the only option is to keep going. If someone is listening to this and they're feeling a bit lost in life, they've got a lot of options, but no real clarity on what they could do, or maybe they don't feel like they have options at all. What would be your advice as someone who's also working through that? I think, well, first of all, like you said, I'm right here with you. (laughs) I feel it so hard. I get it. Yeah, all of us, we're all here together. And that's the wild thing, right? Is it's like, you feel alienated, but you're not. Like, everyone's going through it in their own way, right? So it's so normal. And then I would say is, like, building that relationship with yourself. Like, getting to know yourself, learning to trust yourself. Actually sitting with yourself and asking, what, like, what do I want? What do I want? And I mean, it's so... I feel like the go-to is like, ask yourself what you want out of life. Yes, absolutely. But I feel that large scale makes it so daunting and overwhelming. Like for my whole life, like, what do I want to do? And it's like, I don't know. But if you kind of like, just dial it back a little and it's like, what do I want in the next like five years? Like just make it a bit smaller because I find that's less overwhelming And life is like building blocks, you know, like there's no point like looking at the top because you have to build the foundation before you can get there. So just focus on building the next block. What do you want? What interests you, you know, and don't limit yourself. That's another thing is we are so capable of so much. And I feel we like people limit themselves without even consciously like knowing that they're doing it. And I think that's one mark I really hope to make is like, you you don't need to limit yourself. Like you literally can do anything you want to do as long as you are committed and you are clear on where you're going. And so, yeah, I don't know. Build the trust with yourself, build, you know, a solid relationship with yourself and ask yourself, what do you want out of the next five years? And then take inventory from there. Yeah, absolutely. And it's quite a new phenomenon that you don't actually have to have a career for your whole life when you're just out of university. Oh, so totally. It's like, well, you can and- like five years or 10 years and then see what you want to do and have a career change, whatever. And I think that's maybe a reason why our generation is struggling because, you know, our parents, our grandparents, it was different for them. And that wasn't that long ago. So mm-hmm. it's hard for them to be like, wait a minute, I was just in your shoes, not that long ago. And I had to choose, like, was I going to be a doctor? Was I going to be a, you know, whatever, accountant, teacher, whatever people wanted to be. But we have that, I guess, I don't know what it is. Society has shifted in our favor in that way where you can change your mind and even like my sisters are both um getting their undergrads right now and my youngest sister she's in her second year of chemistry and she's saying to me like you know before like what if I hate chem like what if I hate this and I'm like you can change like you can switch your major 
And I feel like even that, like I changed my major three times. <laughs> like I have been all over the, I also moved, like I've always been bopping around. Like I went, I moved high schools two different times. I moved universities. I switched majors. I switched law schools. I like, I, I don't know. And I think, I don't know why people feel like you have to follow it through, even if you don't like it. When we, the reality is you have the freedom. No one is holding you anywhere. You can do it. It just takes a little bit of planning and it does take like a bit of, you know, confidence. Like you got to kind of, you know, be like, okay, it's okay that I'm doing this. And maybe, you know, Sally beside me isn't doing it. But um, like our other sister, she started out in nursing and just loves it. It took her one try and she loves her degree. She loves what she does. She can't wait. And I'm like, that's amazing for her, but we're all different. And that's what's so awesome. Exactly. And I think that when you perceive someone very much on the surface level as having their life together, and then you feel inadequate because you don't feel like you have your life together like that person does. Firstly, it's probably unlikely that they do have their life together. They're probably just not showing you the cracks or not telling you what they're actually thinking, or they haven't figured it out yet. And also, you're you're not inadequate at all. Like, as you say, you can move you can do new things. It does take effort and it takes confidence and you need to be prepared to put the work in and build a new community and pack up all your stuff into a car and say goodbye to people and re like do it all again. But you can do it and it is possible is the main yes, thing. Totally. And I love that point that you said, like no one has it together. Like no one really knows what they're doing or what's next. Like even you know, I'm 24. And when I was little, like, whatever age, I thought like 24, like, you are an adult, like, you've got to have it together. Like, you've got to know, you know, you've made it. And I'm like, here, and I remember asking my mom, like, I, I am a kid, I still feel like a child. And she's like, yeah, like me too. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> like, you don't like, it's not like, ooh, congrats, you're an adult now. It's just kind of like, you're human and you're on your like your path of evolution, whatever that means for you. Like there's no, that's why they say it's a journey, right? Like there's no like checkpoint really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so true. So if people are feeling alone in their path of unknowns, then pretty much everyone's going through it. And even if you don't think they are, they probably are. So we are. I think that's a takeaway. Yeah, yeah, no, please. And I think, yeah, that's, I think, such an important message that we can share is like, yeah, you are just so not alone. Like we are all in the trenches together, which is the coolest thing if we can all come together, you know, in those different things and as we all pursue our own paths, which is so cool. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like we could go on talking about this for hours. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, if someone wants to follow you online and keep up to date with what you're doing and your content and you figuring out the path that you're on, where should they go? I am on Instagram and TikTok and just starting on YouTube at madison.page with two Gs. And yeah, I'd love to see you over there. I I do my best to share candid, candid stuff as I'm trying to figure out this crazy crazy life but um it's good it's fun and um hope to see you over there amazing i'll link those below as well so people can check them out and see what you're up to but thank you so much for coming on and chatting to me Paige. i feel like we've covered lots of topics there um not really about fitness but yeah. you know i'm okay with that i love no. i love the direction it went in <laughs> yeah no problem at all thanks again for having me this was great